Support for the podcast is brought to you by the Music Academy of Acadiana. Acadiana's top choice for music lessons in piano, guitar, voice, drums, violin, saxophone, flute, audio production, and more. They teach students of all ages and styles. They have sent students to college to compete in major music competitions and have also premiered on major TV music contests like American Idol and The Voice. They are founded by Tim Benson, who is a University of Louisiana at Lafayette Music School graduate. The Academy has been voted as a top finalist in the best music school by readers of the Times of Acadiana since 2016, and they have won the National Music School of the Year Award in 2014. Their goal is to make music lessons fun, educational, and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. You can find out more at their website at www.musicacademyacadiana.com. You can also check out their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information. Our tech sponsor, The Orchard, is Acadiana's only Apple-authorized service provider. They provide services for Apple products, whether it be a broken screen or if you need help trying to figure out an app, The Orchard has your back. They helped us by giving us an iPad to continue running our show since our show is dependent on Apple products. So with that, check out their stores. They got two locations in Acadiana, one next to Buffalo Wild Wings off of Ambassador in Lafayette, and at their new location in Karen Crow next to Super One Foods. You can check them out at theorchardstores.com or in person to make sure that all of your Apple products are taken care of and up and running and working as they should. This is the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette. I'm your host, Ben Powers. On this podcast, you'll hear from business owners, entrepreneurs, and community influencers who all play a role in moving Lafayette Parish and South Louisiana forward. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you to all the sponsors. Like, I didn't know that about them for iPhones, but that's good to know. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, the Face ID thing, I use, I mean, Face ID is just, I don't, I don't think about using it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And um, I would be... I would be lost if that just broke. I'd be like, okay, got to put in a password every time. Uh, all right, so we have you on to talk about your business and kind of the different things that you're doing in the community. A lot of great things from what I can see in your bio. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and kind of um, who you are. Are you originally from the Lafayette area? And if not, kind of what got you here? Yeah, well, I'm born and raised. Born and raised on the north side of town. Uh, I say I belong to all of the north side um, because my family lived in different parts of the community. Macomb, Bizet, The Zip, all the neighborhoods, the fighting bills, all the neighborhoods where my family lived is, is where I was. Um, so I, I uh, went to north side, graduated in 2001, went to southern, got my uh, civil engineering degree, and then got my MBA uh, at Ashford University. And then uh, while all while I was working with the city and did a bunch of things there, learned a bunch of things, uh, worked in planning, worked in uh, public works a little bit. Really? Um, yeah, I did a lot. Wow. I did a lot. Civil, well, I civil a, engineering. I think I did a lot. I mean, I feel like my life is a short a short little life, but it's been a lot compacted in that little life. 
Um, but now I'm at Habitat, now as a community development director working with neighborhood revitalization in the community. But I also kicked off my business uh, not too, a couple of years ago, actually, uh, with tea. My husband and I used to make tea at home, and I was like, I'm tired of, you know, just drinking it here. Let's, let's you know, really get people, you know, getting their immune systems up and really helping people out in the community get healthy. Um, so we kicked off the natural way, and I'm here today to talk about that and all of these great things. Goodness. Yeah, I know. It's all right. Look, that's my short bio. <laughs> that's the, sh the short and sweet version. Let me tell you, that is quite. So, so you got an MBA. Yes. Uh, and you, so is it, what is the MBA in just general? Um, project management specifically, okay. just focusing on, on how to move projects forward. Um, when I was working with the city, we, um, I worked in planning, so, you know, there's a lot of plans. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> and, and one of the things that I, I wanted to know is, like, you know, how are we moving these plans forward and how do we get these things implemented out into the community? Um, but then more so, how do we get more people from the community taking ownership of projects and saying, you know, these are things that we wanted and these are the things that we're going to uplift to make our community beautiful, make it better, you know, make it safer, whatever the, you know, the need is. So yeah. I, I wanted to focus on things like that. So I focused on project management and because I, I thought, figured I could take it anywhere with it, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, so you're married, you have a husband, uh, his name is Robert, Robert, right? yes. Yep. Uh, where did you meet him? Uh, in Baton Rouge somewhere. In Baton Rouge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's local. <laughs> well, he's with me, yeah, he, but he's from uh, the Baton Rouge area. Yeah, well, I still yeah. think. South Louisiana. It's local, yeah, It's local here. enough. <laughs> uh, it's not out of state. So, um, yeah, so, so you and your husband love to drink teas at home, mm -hmm. and... Uh, like how how long have you always had like have you always had a thing for tea is like when did I that start? Have. I have I, I'm, I think my husband's developed a little bit later when he just kind of started exploring um wanting to be healthier and wanting to know what he can put in his body that was natural organic and that would help um boost his alkalinity within his body and just help him kind of just be no balance you know yeah um but i always loved tea i used to work at a coffee shop there in undergrad so I, I was tea was always my thing i always when people would come my mom would come visit me i'd be like let me make you a cup of tea sit and wait for me to get off so, I can, <laughs> so we can go you know shopping and do whatever you came to you know hang out with me in baton rouge with so i've always kind of loved it a little bit that coffee teas anything that just kind of you know creates a vibe in a in a, a, a ambiance just for your your personal well, everything, you know, you yeah. come to a spot to do things. Well, let me tell you, uh, people who drink coffee religiously, it's already a vibe, especially with the, you know, the, what is it? The, uh, the people who drink the, the pumpkin spice lattes. Uh -huh. I mean, that's a vibe <laughs> no, by itself, but it like, okay. So if coffee is a vibe, then tea is extra vibe. Like oh, yes. if you, if you drink tea at a coffee shop, you're, you're, you're special. Like you're a special person and it's like. Look, I, I go to a coffee shop, I, I get, like, the basic. I, mm -hmm. I'm basic, basic white girl when it comes to it. I just give me a little, <laughs> like, uh, caramel latte or something, like, iced. Uh -huh. Sometimes I get it frozen, but I like it iced. But, yeah, I don't go too far over the uh, over the hill with that. But, yeah, man. So, like, what's your favorite tea? Like, I brew tea at home mm -hmm. for sweet tea, like, iced sweet tea, and I brew by the gallon. Mm -hmm. Um I'm pretty sure that you've explored past traditional black tea. Oh yes. So like yes. what are some of the like your favorite teas out there? Um so my favorite teas I I actually was inspired by a tea that I used to drink all the time at CC's. It had like uh this minty white chocolate taste and I, it was always kind of relaxing and I was like, well, it has there has to be something to this. And when we started with the tea line, I was like, well, I can't find it at CC's anymore. I haven't been able to find it in a few years. And I was like, 
God darn, I need to re- I need that tea. I need that yeah. tea. So I created my own version of it called uh, Netflix and Chill, which is oh like Lord. a yes, I know, right? <laughs> so it it's a couples kind of tea. You know, it's a it's a it's I think it's a couples as a family tea because it has the white chocolate. Every it's all organic. That's the only thing that's not. Um, uh, natural. It has. It's not vegan. I'm sorry. It's the the Netflix and chill because it has that white chocolate in it. But it has a minty taste to it. It has um, some good heart herbs in it. So it has um, uh, hibiscus in it. It has rubus. It has uh, hawthorn, which are all good for your heart health in men and women. Um, but also for the family as well because you get to put a little bit of milk in it. And it's almost like a little light taste and high chocolate with some little mint in it. So I love it. And I was like, well. I did something with this one and I kind of like it so that and, and I'm a seasonal kind of person so my taste kind of changes for different things kind of like you say when you go in the coffee shop and you only order the latte well I always use it order iced coffee in the summertime yeah but in the wintertime it's tea or, or, or a hot coffee and you know things adjust when I get there so in the summertime I might drink a red magic which is something that we have too which is heart health as well but for women it helps with their weight loss um so when you're working out and you want that summer body you know yeah <laughs> it's yeah. a good tea to drink because it's going to keep your body pumping even if you're not working out if you're working your feet it's really good for you as well okay so we're talking about good for your body teas tea in general yeah. is good for you i mean i would say even black tea and to an extent is good for you as Absolutely. long as it's like um, I don't know what it a has bad any accidents yeah. in it. So any tea, I think if you get on any regimen of any tea, I think is good. Coffee is a tea. It's just how you make yeah, it. Right, you know? right. Um, but but it's not, people don't look at coffee as a tea. You have to brew it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a bean. But tea, it's yeah. Yeah, it's how you. It's all in what you how what you think yeah, about. Because yeah, even in our teas, we have beans and we have uh we have berries in it in the teas okay. as well that you can grind up. It'd be just like a coffee if you brew it. So it's kind of a. It's how you think about it, yeah, you know. Yeah. I just love it all. Hot, hot drinks. <laughs> so, so um, a thought popped into my head, and this is, uh, it, it could be considered controversial depending on what side you wanna you you lean on. And you're you're probably you're probably like, okay, where's he going with this? I'm Sim- simple, simple. <laughs> I lean into controversy. All all of the <laughs> most recent hype about these teas that you're probably seen on Facebook before. Mm-hmm. All these people hype up these teas. They're like colorful and like full of ice. And mm-hmm. some of them are like, uh, they got like fruity names or, you know, what, what have you. I don't want to, I don't have any of them in particular in my mind, but you know what they are. Yeah. Are those good? What, do you know anything about them? Have you looked into that? Is it just, tell me a little bit about what you know, if you know anything about those colorful teas out there flying around. Like the, I don't want to, I don't know if it's okay to say it. I don't want to promote a business, but like the drink to shrinks, I think is what you're thinking about. Like they're, they're, they sound like the gallons. They, they come in different flavors. Um, and there's different, there's different kinds of like Herbalife has a different uh, a kind. There's another uh, company called Level Up. They do something similar where they make the teas uh, to boost energy. And I think they all do different things. I think uh, depending on how it's mixed and, and what they're doing, it could benefit you, it could not. But some could also be really sugary and, and not really be very helpful for you at all, If especially if your goal is weight loss or if it's general overall health, you know. 
sugar and, and other additives usually aren't the things to kind of put into it. But I'd say just to be mindful of what's put into the teas. Like, I'm, I'm not going to cut down any business. It's competition. It's good competition yeah, no matter what, how it comes in a cup or in a, in a pack, you know. But um, I think that it just, if you're, if you're, you are exploring those types of drinks, just be, be, consider because i drink them sometimes i mean i'm i always test out the competition i have no problem with that and what have you found and I love like supporting some other businesses um the level up one was actually pretty good it gave me a little a good boost of energy and my assistant used to bring it to me too so she would drink my tea at home and then she would bring me a, a someone else's tea we oh, have nice. that to look, to get our energy up a little bit throughout the day so um so that was a pretty good tea uh, yeah. that we used to drink as well you know it's it's fascinating to see this whole um tea like tea thing come up I mean, they have, so you mentioned Herbalife. A lot of the businesses around that are popping up are Herbalife-based. Mm-hmm. Um, they have shakes. But the shakes are not the most popular part. Mm-hmm. Like, people are fascinated with these colorful the teas, blended teas. Yeah. And, you know, my wife, she loves them. And my wife can't stand tea. <laughs> like, I brew tea at home. Like, black tea, sweeten it with some sugar and uh-huh. pour water in it and, you know, mix it. And she goes, she hates the smell of it when it's cooking. I mean, I'm like, well, it's tea. Then she tells me one day, hey... I just had one of those teas that my brother had, one of the colorful ones. I'm like, you had tea? Like, what do you mean you had tea? I thought you trick people. I thought you didn't like tea. <laughs> like, so are you gonna taste? Are you gonna try mine again? She goes, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm a, I'm a puke if I try yours. I'm like. It's the flavors. It's it doesn't you gotta taste meet like people tea. Where they are, I, I meet a lot of people that say they don't drink tea, and I'm like. Yeah, you do. You do drink tea. If you drink iced tea out of the store, it's tea. You right. Know? So like, it's just how you how you like it. Some people like it like super sweet. Some people, you know, like it a little bit bitter. Bitter is better actually. But you know, and and how is your wife? How is it? Has has she seen any difference or any changes in like? Um, I think like probably the the few hours after she has it, like that the mm-hmm. rest of the day. Um, because I know I know normally they would get it like midday. Yeah. And then uh, she said she just it feels like. She has a little boost now. Whether that's placebo effect or not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she loves it. She always talks about it. She goes, I might get me a tea today. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, get you a t- whatever gets you drinking tea. Right, okay? right. Whatever gets it in your body, just just do it. I mean, we have we make a okra a okra pill as well. Okra. Yes. Okay. So in my mini my mini rolls, we grow okra at the community farm for Macomb Vise. And I take some of the okra and I process it into a pill form. So when people say, oh, I don't eat okra because of the slime, okra is really good for you, for your cholesterol, for your blood pressure. We need to eat okra, right? And it's homegrown. So I give it to you in a pill form, and that way you'll still get your okra. You'll still get the benefits Uh, of it just in a pill form. So So you got to meet people where they are as far as when they're thinking, like, what food is like man yeah. see i didn't know okra was that good i just yeah. thought it was a slimy pickle looking thing that no. i don't <laughs> no pop a okra in your mouth oh, <laughs> like, <Pop a> pill. <laughs> oh god look i've i've even had we went to a restaurant back in uh, i think it was in alabama a couple years ago uh forget the place but they throw bread at you and they had fried okra mm-hmm. and i thought about it i was like Things that are fried are usually better tasting anyway. <laughs> like fried green beans, I'll tear them up. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, fried. Oh, I can't get past the the slimy nature of okra. Yeah. Like even in gumbo, I don't want. Even when it's fried, it still gets kind of slimy though. Yeah. But we've done it where we actually dehydrated the okra and seasoned it like a chip. And people buy it as the okra chips and eat them that way. Okra and chips. you don't get the slime. You still, it's how you think about getting it. Is it kind of the same process of a dried banana? Yeah, almost. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, 
Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your your Lafayette Habitat for Humanity role. Just kind of, uh, obviously that came from your civil background, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But like, how long have you been in that role? Um, I've been with Habitat for three years now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in that role, I serve as the community development director for the affiliate. So I work with neighborhood revitalization in our target communities. And right now, this uh, we're in a learning cohort with in partnership with Habitat International, with uh, where Macomb Vise is partnered with uh, Habitat to do intensive neighborhood revitalization work in that area. Um, so we're doing a lot of projects around like housing, economic development, and other things that's going on. Um, but the hope is that we're going to be able to expand this into new neighborhoods in the coming years as well. So Habitat is currently entering into a strategic plan uh, where we're asking people in the community to tell us, you know, what can we be doing better and how can we, you know, what do you like about Habitat? You yeah. know, just giving us some honest feedback about what we can do so we can continue to grow for the community. And, uh, and this is probably my, whenever I first heard about Habitat for Humanity or Habitat for Humanity in general, um, I thought my impression was that you guys built houses and gave them away to people that needed homes. Mm-hmm. And it's not exactly that. They, no. the, the individual still pays for the home, but it's a, it's more affordable. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I understanding that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. We build for a more affordable house income. So we build for about 50 to 80 EMI, which is depending on the family size, it could be between like 25 to 35,000 dollars, well, 35 and 40,000 up. It just depends on the family structure. Um, but we, we try to build, build basically for a lower income family so that they have a chance of getting into home ownership. And many of these people are, are people who are working at our hospitals. They're working at our doctor's offices. They're working at, as managers at our restaurants. Like these people, you know, need access to housing as well. So Habitat provides them with that market. That's awesome, mm-hmm. man. So, so what is the average house cost for someone? Um, it depends on the size, but they, they range between 110 and 140. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the house that I'm living in is below 140. So like, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't think it was a lot of habitat. I think it was just a spec neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it's a starter home and, uh, we're actually looking into uh, getting out of it at the moment, but yeah. th- if that if I have any real estate friends, don't come at me because I already have a real estate agent working with me. Uh, I have. Look, look, let me slide you my husband's <laughs> card then. <laughs> I have so many real estate friends because of doing this that like they say, hey, hey, and I'm like, I I can't use all of you. Mm-hmm. If I could, that'd be great because I'd probably have a wider you know exactly. thing. But I, it's competition. It doesn't work that way. But. You just need to get it done. But, but I mean, that's a good starter home for a family. And yeah. I think most people, most most people coming out of college, usually hopefully think that way. You know, some of us kind of fly to the I can if I can afford it, let me get it. And uh, we probably get out buy too much house, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's really good to kind of start where you are and then grow into those things. And many Habitat families have done exactly that. They have started in their homes and then eventually sold their homes and, and bought something in another community or just built bigger. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, most people, if you, if you're trying to get a, uh, trying to branch into getting a, your first home, uh, it's always good to definitely start renting first, kind of mm-hmm. establish that, like you got to pay for your house. And uh, I'm, when I first moved here in 2010, the, uh, I lived in, uh, an apartment complex behind Lowe's on the North side Okay. and French colony. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was five fifty five for one bedroom. Oh yeah. I mean, that was 2010. I was like, dude, this is this is nice. Uh, and actually, what's crazy is I checked the, the prices recently for a two-bedroom there because, mm-hmm. you know, we may have to temporarily go back there because the, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, the house we're looking at is still 
getting built, but I don't know if we're going to get it. You know, the whole yeah. big deal. But anyway, <laughs> uh, a two-bedroom was seven ninety nine. I said, for that area, that's pretty inexpensive. Yeah. Like when we left there, we were paying about seven fifty because we were living in French Colony before we got our home, mm-hmm. and then now we're thinking about going back because we liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other neighborhoods, other communities, like apartment communities, that are not that affordable. No. They're like fifteen hundred dollars a month. I'm like, ah. for one bedroom, I'm like, Mm-mm, can't do it. Who can afford that? I know, and I'm like, that's you can actually get a very, very nice size house for that price. Yes, which is ridiculous. Yes, like especially with the interest rates right mm-hmm. now. We're kind of we kind of went into a tangent. <laughs> yeah, talking about housing. Getting <laughs> but I mean, it's not far off from no. what you guys were doing. Not um, too far. Not yeah. too far. But I mean, it's it's right. On. It it basically shows kind of your progress and how you know families the same kind of your your progression in your in in your life and the same thing with families and in, in habitat have access to as well. But also to say that habitat does not give homes away. Right. <laughs> These people work for their homes. But it's a nonprofit, correct? Yes, we are a nonprofit. So the- you guys take donations. Mm-hmm. How like how does that work? Like, does someone who's got a lot of money say, "Hey, look, I got." this amount this year, like here, you know, do what you want with it. Like, how does that work? If they'd like to, we'd love to. <laughs> hey, anybody that'd like to do that, Habitat would love to take your money. Um, but no, we do have donors. We uh, we used to have yearly, we used to have the Batir Breakfast, where we bring a lot of people together to just educate people about what Habitat had been doing. I mean, we're going to be having again another one again, I believe, we're planning it for 2022. Um, but we do accept donors. We have donors that sometimes, we have churches that come together um, to make large donations to, and, and volunteer to help build homes. Right now we're doing Women Build, which is another way that we get donations in, where women created teams. Uh, leaders from across our community created teams of women who helped to raise money and we, we raised over thirty thousand dollars using that to build a home in our community um so it's a there's a lot of ways that we do we also have the restore that uh is is another one of our it's a, a for-profit arm but it's a part of our nonprofit that yeah. pays for building a home uh, and i think they built two homes in the last like two to three years as well since that we've been rolling with the restore so this is it's been really good so we have yeah. a really good way of of getting things in but we need more um and we do get resources from the city as well to help us build homes and and do demolitions and other things um but we always do need more donations yeah of money and goods (laughs) money and goods we do have a restore yeah the the restore location you they just have one that opened up um i don't think it's technically carrying i think it's north side still Mm -hmm. uh right right south of um lowe's in the old metro bingo yeah old 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 metro bingo Mm -hmm. man great place it looks completely different i I promise y'all if you haven't been please go um we actually did whenever it opened we did a tour of it so you can if you're listening if you want to check out the resource you can go look through our videos we did a walkthrough and uh while i was doing the walkthrough there were people picking out items that they (laughs) wanted to buy (laughs) There was this cool looking couch. It looked like an iguana tail, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man!" But it's already gone. Yeah, but and that was actually in a movie set. I, I think they could they didn't confirm which movie it was in, but it, it came from a movie set. It was oh, in wow. like a big, uh, big picture. If you can get that certified, man. I'm going to have to find out. I'm going to ask John if he figured out who it was because I know we were looking at it. I was one of those people that kept going and I was like, I can't come in here because I'm picking things for my office. And I'm like, oh, this will come. I can have that couch, right? Yes. That'll fit. None of those things will fit in my office. But... Oh, Lord. Yeah, cause, but you want it. I want it, but it's some good things in there, yeah. Man. So, okay. So, tell me a little bit about the uh, executive, the volunteer executive role for Macomb Vise neighborhood. Like, what... Like, so... First of all, some people that are listening may not even realize that Lafayette has 
little pockets of neighborhoods with official names like Fightonville, uh, Freetown, stuff like that. And so, or even Midtown. I think Midtown's kind of a new mm-hmm. one. But um, so Macombies, they kind of let people know, in a, in a sense, where that's located. Obviously, Northside, right? Mm-hmm. So where that's located and kind of what you do for that that particular neighborhood. Sure. Okay, so Macomb Vise is located east of the Thruway. Um, if you follow the river east of the Thruway, um, Jefferson Street uh, to about uh, Carmel, if you go uh, east. Yep. Um, so it's a pretty decent-sized area, but it covers the Macomb and Vise areas. Um, it also has the Nickerson, Parkinson, uh, Comington Edition neighborhoods in there as well, Sunnyside, uh, Peck Villa, mm-hmm. all my people. Um, so there's a lot of uh, different neighborhoods that make up our larger neighborhood. Okay. But when people uh, were initially asked when the planners went out and said, you know, what do you call your neighborhoods? People usually landed on a Macomb or a Vise and it was divided by a line. And we're like, well, why the line? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of interesting family things, yeah. you know, for why those were happening. Um, but, uh, basically I started working with Macomb Vise when I was working with the city of Lafayette, I was, uh, working as a GIS analyst and I was working on mapping a bunch of things for the community. And I was like, man, like, what are we doing with these plans in the neighborhoods? Like, is there any way that I can get involved in these things? Like, can I like start participating in meetings? So I went and I talked to a couple of my manager basically. And I was like, is it okay as staff if I go and sit on these, in these conversations? And he was like, well, yeah. And this is when you were with the city? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, when I was working in planning. Um, so I started working there in about, I think I started working with them in like 2011. Started just kind of attending meetings and just seeing, you know, what I can do, you know, to, to help get a project going or get something going for them. Um, because Macomb Vise is where my, like, my dad's family and, and a little bit of my mom's family, but more, mainly my dad's family kind of settled. So it was, it was really important to me to make sure that this community can stand on its own and that it can, you know, thrive. Because that's all I've ever heard is that this community has been a thriving community. We had our own. We had black businesses. We had hotels. We had grocery stores. Every, it was a self-sufficient community. But you look at it now and you don't really see that much. So I was like, well, how do we bring that pride back? And how do I get more involved in that? And, you know, my involvement led to a street painting. (laughs) And then a street painting led to another wall painting. And then it just kept building from there. And we were lucky to get a couple of grants um, from the Kresge Foundation that uh, allowed us to really implement our neighborhood plan and established a cultural district for the Macombies neighborhood. So we have a cultural district now where artists can sell art within our cultural district tax-free. Um, there's also other benefits for people who have historic housing and any house that is over 50 years old is historic. Oh, wow. <laughs> Depending on how the state really classifies yeah, it and whether they right. want to give you the credit or not. <laughs> but it's still, you know, uh, it gives people in our community who own their homes an opportunity to improve their homes and get a little bit of a benefit from it as well. How old is that neighborhood? It sounds like it would be a, one of your, your more it's older. It's one of the oldest, yes. I, I don't know which no, which number it is, but it is one of the oldest. The Macomb, the Macomb subdivision is a subdivision that was uh, divided with the railroad. So when the railroad came into town, the Macomb subdivision kind of split. So half of it went on into the downtown area, and then the other side was more residential on our side. And then the round table and everything was in the middle. So Man, the part where it divided at the railroad mm-hmm. on the downtown side... That, that side is looking pretty rough. Yes. Yeah. Looking and a lot rough. of businesses are leaving out of yeah. there. And a lot of that is because of the I-49 Connector Project mm-hmm. and what's going on with that. And... <clears throat> Nobody knows what's going yeah. on with that. <laughs> Hopefully we'll find out next week, right? They have right? all these community meetings. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of like, uh, you know, this or that. Like, I know they were talking about 
you know, obviously being an elevated highway with some parks and stuff underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great if it's implemented and executed well, but I just don't know. Because if you look at parts of New Orleans where the city's elevated, you know, there's it's homeless camps. Yes. And yes. so, I mean, there's there's the risk Parking for that. Parking lots of homeless camps. Yeah. There's and a, a little bit of that. art. Yeah, a little bit of art. <laughs> so, so what is the overall goal for the Macomb Vise neighborhood and Northside in general? Like, what where do you what do you hope to see for that area the next five years? Because, I mean, I live in the Cairnco area. I pass through the Northside area all the time, mm-hmm. and I want it to look better. Absolutely. I want it to be better. And thankfully, people like, uh, oh, gosh, the, the, the Cafe Coachella people. Uh, yeah. God, I, I, Lucian. Um, him, and then you got... Uh, Josh Gorey, who just bought the Walmart, that's that, yeah, that's manufacturing, mm-hmm. which I think the North Side is, if can, if it can be utilized for jobs, manufacturing jobs is where it needs to be. Absolutely. I mean, restaurants they don't pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unless you own the business. We're already working in the restaurants. We yeah. already work. Our, our people leave our communities yeah. and they come on this side of town because this is where the food is. Right. So we're working. This is here. where all the people are coming to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's coming here. Everybody's working here. You know. So I, I think like there's, there's there's there should be a a good blend. I think what I hope to see is definitely the 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 inner workings and the buildings of the environment that we need to see on the north side that could support manufacturing that could support the Amazons that come into our community. Like we need innovation on the north side. We can't keep doing the same thing has not work for us okay right I like mean, we can't keep plugging and playing and thinking that that's going to keep like change anything you know like we have to start thinking a little bit differently about how we implement projects and, and plans within our community the i-49 project yes it could be a good opportunity if implemented well right but historically we've seen how our, our government our dotd you know how our city government has implemented projects in, in impoverished communities before I don't know. I, I, it's who's going to implement the project, who's taking ownership of that. Right, right? right. I've seen all of these beautiful plans that DOTD has created. As an engineer, I love it. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm salivating over it. Like this is a beautiful plan, right? But who's going to take ownership of it, and how do we make sure that communities like Macomb Vise, like Freetown, like Laplace, like Quiet Town, don't get glazed over because now we have this new shiny interstate. We have these new shiny manufacturing companies and distribution companies that are coming into the communities where we don't own most of the properties. And I, that's just a plain fact is that yeah. people that live on the north side do not own most of the properties on the north side. So we are not in control of our own destiny. It's time for us to start stepping up as a community and saying, when are we going to start investing in one more? Yeah, I mean, it, it takes someone to step up and to own the own their neighborhood, own the, own the like take ownership of where they are at. Um, and I think partially is people some people just don't want to take ownership mm-hmm. but you have like you guys mm-hmm. taking ownership i mean you're helping macomb visa area i mean the north side in general i yeah. think um there are some people who are taking ownership like lucian and all them with mm-hmm. cafe coachella they turned that taco bell that was a dump okay. into a nice little building i love going over there now i mean i can't it's it's like there's activity now yeah. i'll say that because there before there was the taco bell there was like barely the pizza hut or pizza was further up the street i don't know but still that <laughs> it's yeah still close too you know 
but I think just those businesses because there's the the hookah bar there, Shishishka's yeah. there, there's um and that's Coachella. busy every weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the daiquiri shop is there now. Yeah. There, there's daiquiri dish, there's hookahs, and there's food. Okay, but there's activity yeah. happening there, and there's there's people that's coming in that area. Before you would see baskets parked there, you would see trash just sitting there. People would dump things there, but you don't see those things so much not there now. And and it it's appreciated because it shows what bringing businesses and activity yeah. and just walk a to an area is, is not a need better sidewalks. They need sidewalks, period. Dude, we need, we need good sidewalks everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. in this city. <laughs> sidewalks are needed everywhere. Let's invest in that, ARPA. Let's get that. Like but, downtown um, area, there's, I mean, there's a guy named Liam who's mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in, a, in an electric in a wheelchair, wheelchair and there's parts of downtown he can't even go on because the, the, the sidewalks or lack thereof is mm-hmm. cracked and like, discombobulated yeah and so he's um he's he's trying to spearhead a mission to fix all that and all that good stuff but yeah, yeah. and i support that i took that walking tour with him it was hard <laughs> man <laughs> I, I and 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 after taking that it made me even take even taking that tour with liam made me take notice of more people in my community and and how they gain access to things within our community as well we have we don't have a grocery store Anywhere. I mean, people are, are riding on their scooters in the middle of the street because they can't get on the sidewalk because it's not ADA accessible. I mean, is that safe? I mean, it's four wheels. Technically, they can't be on the road. But, I mean, everybody don't respect uh, bikes. So do you I think know, they're, they're respecting know. a scooter, you know? So it's kind of, you know, those those things that you, you look at in the community and be like, well, you know, yeah, like sidewalks are needed. These things, even if it's not a sidewalk, just give me a good ramp to get on the sidewalk. Is it gonna be, don't park on the sidewalk. That'd be good, too. You know, right. you have people park on the sidewalks. So, um, so I want to know, this is just something that popped into my head, you know, talking about Northside and all that good stuff. Um, where Target is an academy yeah. is, would you consider that, I know it's on the North side of Lafayette, but would you consider, consider that Northside Lafayette? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And does that area do anything? Like, does it help anything with the North side? Like, I know it's a little bit little bit disconnected as mm-hmm. far as distance but um i know you can take louisiana avenue and get to the the north side parts but um does do you, do you notice anything that that development has benefited for the north side no but <laughs> so I'll, I'll give a caveat to the city that the funds go through their um the tiff district funds that come in that that are supposed to be invested within the overlay district goes through them so it would be really on our councilmen and, and the folks at the, the city to decide where those funds kind of are implemented. Where they're implemented, I don't know, but I'd definitely love to see the transparency <laughs> in it uh, to see kind of, you know, how, how it is, how has it impacted? I mean, it, that Target, that JCPenney's, like that, that shopping center has been a really well-performing shopping center yeah. since it's been built. So I think they it underestimated it. Mm-hmm. I think um, this is just rumor, and it, I don't know how what the truth level is in it. But um, whenever it was being built, I believe Target had thought about putting a super Target there, but <laughs> did not think that that area would produce. Mm-hmm. So they they brought their tier down just to basic Target. That's mm-hmm. a basic Target. Not, no, no relation to basic people shopping at Target. <laughs> anyway. Don't be basic. <laughs> Shop at Target. Target with the little <laughs> accent mark. Look, we love saying Target just because, you know, when, when, be bougie. <laughs> Right. Uh, oh God! Tangent. So okay, and so now that the the development is built, 
they are realizing that they underestimated it and they should have put a super target there. It's busy. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's, it's not, not too late. late. I'd love to buy some vegetables there. You right, know? <laughs> right. Um, and you mentioned grocery store. I mean, so the north side, the only grocery stores that I can think of within, I guess, walkability area is uh, Super One Foods mm-hmm. and then, what, Bros Mart? Mm-hmm. Is that, am I, am I right? Is there, am I missing one or? Y- yeah. For Macomb Vise, uh, we when we map it, it's Bros Mart, it's uh, Super One, and then Champagne's. You can get to Champagne's, um, in the All Center. Okay. Oh wow. Um, but the the thing is with Super One and Champagne's, you have to cross the through it. Yeah. And it was the same concern even with the Walmart on that side as well because we had many people, elderly people from our community, who would walk to the Walmart and walk back with their groceries. And we have already we we've seen time and time again that the throughway is Mm a a. a bad place to try to walk across. <laughs> it's a bad to across anything, okay? That the throughway, yes. So we have people in our community that would do that constantly, and they do that now to get to Super One. They do that that if they can't catch the bus or get a taxi, then that's what they're doing. Um, but Brosmart, yes, is the the quickest, closest walkable way because we do have nice sidewalks of Louisiana Avenue and down Alexander that will get you there, as well as down Moss Street. Yeah. So um, there's safe ways to get there, but. Just not very convenient because we've yeah. lost so much. We lost the Albertsons there. We lost the Piggly Wiggly. Um, they the Savers Value. There was a Savers uh, shop, Save a Lot or something there and on Carmel at one point, um, like many many moons ago. Oh yeah. But all of those, <clears throat> all of that food in in those food desert communities, and that's just Macomb Visa. It's kind of like a, I say it's like a donut hole of like act like nothing. <laughs> there's just access, like limited access to anything. There's no hospitals. There's no libraries. There's no grocery stores. There's no banks. There's like we have to leave our community to get everything. And in Macomb Visa, during when we started with the learning cohort with uh, Habitat, we actually polled people in the community and said, you know how how accessible are these things to you a grocery store a bank um your your school educational opportunities libraries you know and people you know overwhelmingly said you know oh we have you know we have access to it you know but then when we looked at the other questions that we asked you know do you have access to transportation do you catch the bus do you own a vehicle most of the people own their own cars they so they would transport they were okay with driving out outside of the community to go to a bank because they knew it would take 10 minutes to get there but if you're walking it's going to take you almost an hour yeah. half a day on the bus on the on the taxi you know it's the the things that we don't take into consideration because we've been so conditioned to not have it and we ha- we know that we need to get access to it so we have to phone a friend or we have to get on the bus or we have to take a taxi to get to those things but when you look at the fact that there's no things, there's nothing there. When are we gonna start in? Like, when are we gonna start implementing some of those grand plans oh and get God. some of that going? And Macomb is trying to do something. And, yeah. And what we're trying to do there is definitely, you know, build a model for the community of saying, you know, what could be. And not every community is gonna be like Macomb not everybody, every community is going to be focused on housing. Some are going to be focused on crime. They're going to be focused on other things. But it's a way forward. It's a way to show the community that you can, as a community, say, we want to start doing it. We want to start moving, working with you intentionally to start bringing these resources into our community, into our, our neighborhoods for our residents to gain access and build a better quality of life. Yeah. So it's just all about improving our quality of life. So one more thing on the Macomb Vise thing, and then I want to circle back to the tea, <laughs> okay. and then uh, we'll we'll end it there. <clears throat> so 
Um, one of your talking points uh, that you sent to me was Macomb Visa's Youth Entrepreneurship and Business Academy's participation partici participation in programs like ULL's Lead Leadership Lafayette and Leadership and Business Development Program. So tell me a little bit about that. What is uh, I, I mean, obviously you guys have a, a business academy. Like, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that. Like, what does that look like? Oh well, we've been actually we've been doing that for the last I want to say four five years almost now four yeah four or five years but we partnered with Corey Jack with Jack and Associates oh, yeah. Yeah. um and he helped to helped us develop a, a curriculum for our, our business academy to be able to help businesses in our community who want to get started or businesses who just need help with getting their documentations and getting everything together for them to take the next step for their businesses. Uh, we take them through kind of a one-on-one, business one-on-one course uh, where they can learn about their business plan, learn about their finances, learn about a little bit about investments, how to look at their books, how to like start negotiating things with contracts, with em employees and different things. Um, and then we actually just have conversations amongst the, the, the different business owners about what they're experiencing. And it's just, it's really intimate, really, you know, a good way to learn amongst, you know, peers about what's going on in your different businesses. Um, but then we're also, this year, we're going to be kicking up, uh, this year, in 2022, we're rolling out uh, to 101 again, but then we're going to kick off 201, which is going to be more intensive for people who've gone through the course already, who just need to, you need to sit down with somebody who can talk about your finances. You need to talk to someone about marketing. So we're going to try to get people intentionally in, in, in those conversations to really start working through those things with their businesses. Um, and then, the youth uh, entrepreneurship is something we're kicking off actually in a few weeks. Uh, we're going to be kicking off uh, that's available for ages 15 to uh, 20. Um, they can come and learn about how to start a business with Corey. Uh, we're going to be doing that on Wednesdays at 530 at the community house for uh, four weeks, all, all the way up until just before uh, Christmas. So y'all can do y'all shopping. Mama, drop the kids off. Y'all go do y'all shopping and come back. Um, but we're just kicking things off, really, because uh, we had a lot of people in our community when we, we polled the community and say what they'd like to see. But a lot of people that had little small businesses that, that just needed, like, a little extra nurturing to kind of get them off the ground. A lot of food-based businesses. So we focused a lot with food entre entrepreneurship, with getting people certified with their uh, their food businesses to make sure that they are culinary safe, that they're safe, serve safe. <laughs> Any safe that they needed, yeah. you know, really providing the resources that are needed. Um, but then we also, as McCombies, are partnering with UL uh, with the LEAD program um, in helping walk uh, businesses through the Accelerate Northside program. And they're about to graduate the second class. I graduated in the first class with my oh, T nice. business because we're circling <laughs> back. But <laughs> I graduated in the first class with uh, with my T business. Uh, but we partnered with McCombies and supported uh, the LEAD program because there's so many more businesses that need access to the business academy and to business resources. And UL LEAD was providing that intensive services and actually giving people people access to students and they can talk to professors and people who know all of those number things right so we push people into that program too um, but then also leadership life yet if you're interested in also being a leader in our community and taking a little bit of a deep dive and a look in the back door you know that's a really great program for you to sign up for as well it's going to cost a little bit but they do offer scholarships for people that are interested interesting yeah people tell me i need to take leadership life yet I'm you like, should man you know. should you should sign up i think you should just take a 
You say it costs a little bit. I gotta go look at that. <laughs> I think that they would help you out, but they do offer scholarships. I think okay. it's up to fifty percent. They offer a scholarship. I received the scholarship to take the course. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's a. I think it's eight months that year. You kind of commit like one or two days a, a month to kind of really go on and learn about different things in government, nonprofits, what's going on in the in the, like what's going on in the community. I took kids on the, not kids. They're not kids. I'm sorry. I only did it because I went through the class. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're not kids. They're young professionals, and I love them all. But I took them on a tour of the neighborhood. Corey and I took them on a tour of Holy Rosary and Macomb Vise, and they really got to know what was going on in Macomb Vise and see for themselves what was happening out in the community. So there's plenty of different things that they they have access to through Leadership Lafayette as well. Awesome. And uh, so one important thing is that financial literacy mm-hmm. is what some of you guys teach there. Absolutely. Um, look, let me tell you, I wish that whenever I was growing up, that I had access to that type of knowledge. I mean, I grew up in the country, about an hour north, a little town called Turkey Creek. And let me tell you, the only thing that you were taught there was that uh, you either go work for high lines, like the power line companies, uh-huh. uh, go work offshore, or uh, join the, 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 the lumber company there that cuts down trees and like goes out to like Oklahoma whenever there's a storm out mm-hmm. there and do tree re- like removals and all that. Like the industry there, that was it. The three, and I'm like, starting a business was never something that was like most common. Like you come to Lafayette and everybody's starting a business. Absolutely. Everybody's like business owners. I'm mm-hmm. like, I would have liked to have had like, even in high school, I, I wish they teach more of that in high school. Just like, Financial literacy. We learned how to write checks in high school. I graduated in 2005. We learned how to pay for things in high school, but not how to keep our money. (laughs) But like, 2005, I graduated. Uh In 2006, I got my first bank account. And that was, whenever I got my first bank account, I got my first book of checks. And that was my last book of checks I ever had. Mm. Like, learning how to write a check was not the most beneficial thing that I could have learned. No. Like, I would have liked to have learned, like, what does it take to to, uh, be an entrepreneur? Like, they were all about entrepreneur. Like, and I was interested. I'm like, entrepreneur sounds cool. Like, I want to own my mm-hmm. own business. And I didn't know what that looked like. And even even today, I'm 35, and there are times where I still don't know what, even though I, I'm, I, you would consider me an entrepreneur, there's things I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's the appropriate way to start a business? Do you have to have an LLC? Do you have, can you be a sole proprietor without an LLC? Mm-hmm. What are the, what are the risks with that? I have, thankfully, I have business partners who are, like, helping me with that. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, if it would just be me on my own, yeah, I have Google. But you Google can only take you so far. But, yeah, you need someone who can be a mentor, mm-hmm. like Corey, who's who's a great guy. I interviewed him on here, and I didn't realize all the stuff that he, he does with oh, yeah. helping businesses get started. And I, didn't, I was never told, oh, it's good to get a CPA until a couple of years ago. I'm like... <laughs> What? A CPA? <laughs> I thought that was for rich people. Like I told my sister, I said, that's your job. <laughs> I mean, and look, finances are scary. Mm-hmm. They, they are. They are. And then if you don't know, and especially you, if you struggle with your own personal finances and not understanding that, going into business financing, mm-hmm. the things that you don't know that you could mess uh, up and that can get you in trouble, yeah. it's, it's good to be educated about what, just a basic knowledge about, you know, just business law. It's, it's just... Something that's good to know Gosh, <laughs> about what's acceptable. You're just yeah. talking to somebody. And I think that's what our programs really provide is that we have people, we have Corey, we have myself, we have other people who have kind of gone through it and, you know, really like, you know, want to like pour into people like this is how you can 
you can get your business off the ground. You can take your stuff to the next level as well. And here's how you're going to do it. Here's the steps to do it. And we're going to walk you through it. So That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So we, we need to close it on down. Um, <laughs> but I want to circle back to the tea. Yeah. Um, so there was a thought that I had with the tea. So what is um, the most popular ways to have tea? So you mentioned milk earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very within the past couple of years, a very recent thing that I learned is that you could pour milk in tea and it tastes amazing mm-hmm. if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are some of the most popular ways to enjoy the teas that you make? And uh, what are some other the, some of the other flavors that you guys have? Sure. Well, I can break it down by the flavor. So we have Red Magic uh, and we have the Recovery Shot. Both of those are really good for, well, Recovery Shot is really good for cold and flu allergies. Um, but we like to drink that with a little bit of lemon, some honey. Um, if you have like some uh, sea moss, you can add some sea moss too. It's a good sea, a good boost for your energy as well. Um, we usually do it that way. We can also with the Netflix and chill, we add a little bit of milk. Um, I'm not a good dairy person, so I add a little bit of almond milk. Okay. Um, but it still tastes, you know, the, the same goodness, same wholesome goodness. Oh, I love almond milk. Oh, look, yeah. don't look. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to like talk about the other plant based milks, but almond is awesome. Um, but we have also, we have a Monglier blend. We grow the Monglier at our, at, uh, the community farm. The hibiscus is grown at our farm. The moringa is grown at our farm as well. That's a base in all of our teas. So you have some good weight loss stuff across everything. So if you want to lose weight, drink all of our teas. <laughs> um, we have a sleep aid that helps you get to sleep that has passion flower in that one. Uh, we have, uh, what else? Passion, Red Magic, Netflix and Chill. I'm missing one. The cleanser. Yes. Okay. We have one that's a detox. So it detoxes your liver, kidneys, and your intestines. Um, people that have, like, carry water weight, it helps them go to the bathroom. Um, people that bloat, it helps with relieving bloating as well. So we have some really good things that really, and we're going to be working on a few other things. Uh, some CBD infused lines okay. as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, as well as uh, I'm going to be working on one with our okra that uh, does uh, cholesterol, that lowest cholesterol as well. So we have some, a few new tea lines that are going to be coming out. Like I said, I'm seasonal, so every year I try to change, like, at least one of the teas is something a little bit different like that we rotate in. Um, but, yeah, which we've got some new things coming up. But the best things, I think, to drink is always a little bit of lemon, some honey. If you like to add a little bit of milk, especially if it has, like, a little chocolatey taste to it or uh, flavor to it, a little bit of milk will, like, really kick it up. Like, a little peach, a little oh, creamsicle. Nice. Yeah. You know, you, you just never know. You never know. <laughs> Even take some condensed milk. Like, get some condensed milk if you want to just add it in there, too. If you're a sweet person, a little yeah. condensed milk will give you that flavor, too, and give you that, that sweet kick. Wow, man. All the different things you can do with tea. That's amazing. And you can I, even put it in your hair. What? Yes, you can. I know you, you I know there's like tea tree uh-huh. oils, but like that's... You can do a tea rinse and it helps exfoliate your, your scalp and help uh help cleanse and okay. detoxify. Okay. Mm-hmm. God, even there's too much. Too, too much, much stuff. Too much to do with tea. <laughs> Lord. All right. Um so where where can people find out about your place? So um, we have, uh, we're on social media, Facebook and Instagram. We also have our website is thenaturalwayherbal.com where you can place an order. Uh, we do do local deliveries uh, within the Lafayette or Acadiana area. Maybe even Baton Rouge if we like you enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but we do deliver as well. Um, we do have, we do ship as well. Um, you can also find us at some of the local places here in Lafayette. We're at the Attack of Collective, which is downtown. It's a, 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 culture, a culinary, not culinary, it's a cultural arts uh, gift shop, uh, which is located on Vermilion Street. We're also at Black Cafe. Uh, you can purchase all of our teas there. You can also get a cup of tea at okay. Black Cafe. Okay. Um, you can find it at Heavenly Taste, and you can actually find us at Black Farmer's Hemp on Gloria Switch as well. Look, Black Cafe is an amazing place. Yes. Uh, the sweet potato uh, biscuits. I that... love sweet potato everything. Oh, uh, no, I love sweet potato. And they make it from scratch. Yeah, they, they do. They make it from scratch. Yeah, and I was do. like, I just, I'm just in awe every time I watch y'all make it. <laughs> <laughs> just give me three. <laughs> Gosh, uh, great guy too. His his story is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, look, um, I love it. I love it. I love tea. And who knows, maybe I'll come by and uh, like branch out from just regular black sweetened tea. Uh, see see <laughs> what you have. Try something new. Yeah, try, try something, something new. new. Um, it's not something that you would brew by the gallon, right? Is it by the cup? No, no, it's by the cup. We sell them individually packed, so they come 10 per, uh, 10 per pack, so you can dip them in a regular tea, just like you would buy a tea pack from the grocery store. Okay. You can get it that way as well. And in Black Cafe, we co- we sell it to them in the larger pack, so they brew it iced <clears throat> as well as um, hot for us. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, Tina, I it was a pleasure having you on, yeah. and I hope that... Uh, you're able to say everything you needed to say about tea because there was a lot there. <laughs> tea, tea, tea. Um, if there isn't anything um, that we didn't cover, go ahead and say it now. But if not. Well, I mean, if you ever want to just get a good start to your day, I just suggest that you start it the natural way. Check us out at Black Cafe. <laughs> Look at that. She had a she had it all set up already. <laughs> <laughs> all right look tina i appreciate it and i hope you have a great weekend and um yeah me too good luck with the business and all that good stuff thank you and thank y'all for having me i really appreciate it and i hope everyone enjoyed this conversation all right well you have a good one you too all right guys that's it you can find us on uh apple and spotify and all those other places too i'll throw up some of those uh images there so you can see but i mean if you don't know what spotify and apple is you're seriously seriously, uh missing out but anyway uh y'all have a great weekend information on sponsoring the tea podcast by developing lafayette go to our website at developinglafayette.com and click advertise